This conference is being recorded. All right, and we're on. Welcome to the Wednesday evening, May 9th, 2007, Dream the Biggest Dream conference call. I want you to know we I've been doing some thinking about these calls, and it has occurred to me to change the title of the calls. And the new title for now is Lessons from the Front Line. And this is based on my path of doing what I do is really all about sharing from my experiences, uh, sharing from the front line of my reality, as it were. So Lessons from the Front Line seems uh, most appropriate. Tonight's call is subtitled, My Two Greatest Teachers my father and my daughter. And I have to say, in hindsight, I would have liked to have titled this call My Three Greatest Teachers, My Father, My Daughter, and You. Because what I realized is that, uh, particularly in how I look at my experience in my life, uh, everybody that I come into contact with becomes my greatest teacher because I know that each individual whose life intersects with mine um, has so much for me and I have so much for them and, and uh, it's, uh, it, it really helps me to have this perspective as I go through my life and really step up to, to what my life is about. But we'll dive right in uh, to this evening's call. Before we get to the topic, um, I'll tell you a little story. I uh, got back from California this week, um, the continuation of Sunday evening, Monday morning at 1 in the morning. I got to Sedona. And um, I was in my house for about six hours, and then I left uh, to teach a class in Prescott and then uh, went to Phoenix and caught a plane to Omaha, Nebraska. My cousin had passed away on Sunday in Omaha. She was 94 years old, uh, Alberta Cohen, and um, she lived a wonderful life, and she was a wonderful energy for me and my life experience. So it made all the sense in the world for me to drop everything that I was doing and go to Omaha. David from New York joined me there. Uh, we went there to honor her memory and her spirit. Um, but as so often in life, um, you realize there are other reasons and meanings behind what what is what you've done. What the decisions you make, and uh, it ended up being a very emotional day for us yesterday. We got in on Monday evening, and uh, we were pallbearers at the service yesterday. Uh, my brother and I were raised in Omaha, and um, it's interesting to me, based on my experience right now, that uh, my universe chose to pull me back to what I jokingly refer to as the scene of the crime, uh, back to, to my home where I was raised uh, in, in Omaha. And uh, 
it was a very beautiful experience and not without its moments of challenge, emotional challenge. So um, no mistakes about how everything works. And, and tonight's call seems to just fit right in uh, with everything. Start off talking a little bit about my father. Uh, he turned 71 years old uh, this year on June 8th. Three years ago, uh, almost to the day of just after his birthday, so three years ago this June, he was diagnosed with a degenerative neurological disease called progressive supranuclear palsy. Uh, we all call it PSP for short. Um, this is known as an incurable disease. Now, I say that with quotations around incurable disease because I don't really believe that there are incurable diseases. Um, I believe that in his life path, he has chosen this as an incurable disease um, for what he needs to experience. There are no victims anywhere, and so he is not a victim of, of this disease. Um, I'm really having to uh, connect with my faith and my foundation beliefs of how reality works, how our lives work as individuals. And it brings me to um, what I know of that we all have, a soul purpose, S-O-U-L. And I look at my father, and I realize that his soul purpose could not be achieved without him having the experience that this disease is giving him. Again, he is not a victim of PSP. This is a necessary aspect of what he needs to fulfill what his life is about, why he came into form to have this experience. Some days it's a lot easier to connect with that, and some days it's a little more difficult. But for the most part, uh, it provides me a solid foundation to uh, continue to share his life with him and share my life with him and my daughter's life with him. Um, Three years ago, I was just coming out of an experience here, the Sedona Intensive. Um, I had identified in my life that what I thought it was all about, it was not all about. Now, grant you, this is prior to me finding out about my father's uh, diagnosis and prognosis. And so the day I got out of the Sedona Intensive, uh, which, if you're interested, is linked on the Dream the Biggest Dream website at SedonaIntensive.com. And um, intensive is probably an understatement for what the experience is, but it's a, it's a five-day experience that gets right to the core of, of everything that you're about and, and shines a bright light in, um, in all the corners and otherwise. So the day I got out of the Sedona Intensive, I received a call that my father had been diagnosed. 
And uh, it was fascinating for me because of everything I had connected with about reality and, and how life works. And um, I, I greeted it with much less distress than the rest of my family and the friends in my father's life. And I still do. And now I look at him. I, I've made a commitment to spend uh, three or four or five days a month with him uh, at this point. And Maya and I, I I'm, I, I'm trying to take Maya with me each time because um, his time here is limited. It's a progressive disease, so he gets a little worse along the way. And um, it's very important for me to extract, to process, to make sense of who he is, who I am in relationship to him, and, and that's where the lessons start to come in. Uh, three years ago when this happened, he had retired, um, been retired for a couple of years, still very active on some boards, as he still is today, uh, but had retired from his company and was prepared to uh, live out the golden years. And he had extracted a lot of gold, <laughs> shall we say, from the life experience. And so those years were, you know, held as a promise of good times and, and comfort and everything else. And then, boom, this is what he gets. And that, for me, was to identify what my life is all about and to not wait to experience anything, to not put off what's important Till tomorrow because there are the shoulds that need to be part of today. And that has been a rich, valuable lesson for me. <clears throat> In addition, uh, when I say that, that his, he needed this experience for his sole purpose, my father was... Um, emotionally unavailable for a lot of his life, and it had to do with his parents and how he was raised and his experience. He was also always taking care of everyone else. And what has happened for him now is he is very much emotionally connected, and he is having to rely on other people, and he is needing to be taken care of by the rest of us. The lesson that became very apparent in that for me is to be open to receive. And those of you that, that know me well and have been part of... Um, a number of experiences in my life as we pull community together and as we share, know that I have a propensity to give a lot. 
and not look for anything in return. And so this lesson is a recurring lesson um, that I continue to be focused on because certainly the life experience is not just about giving, that it is, as I say, in our interactions with people, it is always a two-way street. And that has been a very valuable lesson for me to learn. And I get to experience that on a daily basis. The other thing that his life, he, he worked so hard in his life. He ran a, a company out of New York, a worldwide ad agency, traveled a lot, knew a lot of people. But what shifted for him with this disease is that the people that were on the surface for him fell away. And the people that he had has very deep connections with became part of his foundation of what his life is all about now. And that's his friends and his family. And he recognizes that more than ever. And he values that. And um, it has been important since the day that he was diagnosed, and it becomes more and more important every day for him. And so what I see in him is gratitude. Gratitude for all the people that that are there and that mean something to him and that have been part of his experience. And so when I'm out there and, and in the last three years, I've been able to spend a lot more time with him than I have in the past, which means I've also been able to spend a lot more time with his circle of friends, his immediate inner circle and the circles beyond that. And it's been really beautiful and touching for me to see them all take care of each other and to love each other. And um, it's been a great lesson, one that's been very dear to my heart as I look at my own life and see such incredible beauty in all those that I am fortunate enough to interact with and all those that I am fortunate enough to call my friend. And um, I remain very conscious of not missing out on opportunities to express my gratitude to all of you right now on this, on this phone on this call, and to to all the people that I come into contact with. What a beautiful gift we all have in each moment in this experience. Um, one of my favorite things to say is that we're all in this together, and it is so true. And for me, personally, I wouldn't want to have this experience without you by my side, at times in front of me, at times behind me, at times by my side. And it is with great gratitude 
that I look at all the people in my life and realize that that's what makes my life so rich and so full. The other thing that has happened to my father now is, you know, he was a deal maker. He, he took a ad agency in 1965 and built it into a worldwide force in the advertising industry. Um, that required for him to be in the future quite a bit, looking for the next merger and acquisition, looking for the next deal, looking for what was next. And now as he realizes what is next, so to speak, for him, I find that he is very much in the moment. And it makes it quite enjoyable to spend time with him and, and to, to just be there. Um, he doesn't speak as much as he used to. He still talks. But um, part of PSP, there's a choking that's involved. Um, but, but you just feel that his energy is right there. And perhaps the greatest shift or transformation that I've seen in him that has enriched who I am is his emotional connection with what life is about and his connection to love. And I've said it before, when we get right down to it, I believe that our all of our life experiences are about getting to a place where we are full of unconditional love for ourselves and for everyone in our experience. And um, it's really touching for me to, to be with him and to see him in a place of love. Not that he didn't love people before, but um, there's a much greater connection and emphasis on it now. So certainly, <clears throat> as the time progresses and as his disease progresses, he continues to be one of my greatest teachers with lessons that I believe are valuable for all of us. And so now we move from my father, who is, you know, at that stage of being on the tail end of what his life experience is about, to my second greatest teacher, who is my daughter, Maya, who is at the beginning, somewhat beginning, of what her life is all about. And um, those of you that know me know what an incredible connection I have with Maya and how I have changed and my life has changed. Everything has changed for me with her in my life. For me, she is the greatest gift that I have received, had the experience of um, being connected to, and the shift in my perspective 
um, has been so valuable to me in assisting me in identifying what my life is about so I can do what it is I came here to do and I become I can become who I came here to to fully become. Her full name is Maya Ananda Peebler. And Maya Ananda uh, for us translates as bliss within the illusion. And I will tell you that I have never met anyone who has more fully embodied their name than this little girl. She's six and a half years old. And from the moment she was born, she has been a bright light for all those that have um, known her and come into contact with her. Uh, In the email for this phone call, there's a link to her website, and you'll see a photo of her when she was less than 24 hours old, uh, holding her thumb and forefinger together. And uh, I lovingly refer to that photo as the It's All Good photo. And she was letting us know early on that it was all good. Um, As most children are, she is in the moment. She is a constant reminder to me that whatever has already happened is over, and we have no idea what's to happen next. But what we do have and what needs to be so lovingly embraced is this moment. It's the most precious gift that we have, and it's truly all we have. And I see that in her always. And it is a great reminder because in my life I have been you know, based on what I said before about my father kind of living in the future, that I I had a lot of that in me. And um, I still look to uh, make plans for what my impact is and and how to achieve that. But it's more based on the moment and then the moment and then the moment. For a six-year-old girl, she is what I believe to be uncharacteristically full of empathy and understanding. She is emotionally based, and from the time she was very young, she has had this ability to connect with the emotions of other people and to care about that. And it's so beautiful to to watch that in her. On we, we, we got back Monday or, or Sunday night at 1 in the morning from California, and she knew that I was going to Omaha for the memorial service, and, and neither one of us got too much sleep uh, Sunday night, and I was getting ready. And, uh, you know, as usual for me, as I'm getting ready from one trip to another, and normally I have, you know, the suitcases still on the floor of my room from the last two trips. <laughs> I'm trying to find things. I can't find anything. And I was just in this space where it's like, oh, my gosh. And she looked at me and she said, Danny, do you need a hug? And it's really wild because part of my father in me started to come up and I was going to say, let's just stay focused on this. I need, <laughs> And I, I didn't say it, but it was, it was there and it was like, 
you know, it's beautiful for me to observe how things work for me and what my immediate responses are. And I saw that coming up, and, and instead I turned to her and I said, I would love a hug. And she came over and she gave me a hug and a kiss. And I will tell you that that changed everything for me on Monday. And it paved the way for a good day. And it reminded me to be in the moment and to, to be able to receive and and to to kind of bring me back to a more centered place. She also has this, we, we drive to school in the morning, and uh, I say, well, you know, Maya, we, we create our day. We create our reality. What are we going to create today? And she'll say, well, you know, I, I want to play today. I want, I want to play a lot. She's in kindergarten, mind you. And she says, I, I really want to have fun. Today's fun for me. And then we decide that all of our actions for the day will come from a place of love. And and she just reminds me that the experience needs to be fun no matter what is happening, no matter what we're faced with, no matter what opportunities we're giving ourselves to learn the lessons of what our life is about. It needs to be fun. I'll say something to Maya about something we're going to do, and she'll get this look on her face, and she'll go, ah! She'll say, that's me being really excited. And it just reminds me that it's okay. It's okay just to, to embrace the moments and to embrace what it's all about. So that lesson of it's got to be fun, and from her I've made a deal with my universe that if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And so... Um, in the ever-so-magnificent, magical, mysterious ways of the universe, I am presented with opportunities to have fun all the time. She also realizes that she is fortunate to be having the experience she has, and she is grateful for that. And she expresses that quite a bit. And... um, it's such an important aspect for all of us, and it's so important for me to watch that in her because, um, you know, we, we, we're out here consciously doing what we do, and um, if she's grateful as she is, she's not taking any of it for granted. So these are some of the lessons from the front line. In the last six weeks, I've spent a great deal of time with my, with my father and the rest of my family and, and with Maya traveling back and forth to California uh, and here in Sedona. And uh, I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to share these lessons with you because, as I say, while they are lessons from the front line of, of my experience, of how I'm experiencing reality, I believe that these lessons become universal. I did say that there was an opportunity for you to participate. And this is so important because we are all in this together. And uh, part of me titling these calls, Lessons from the Frontline, is that I want you to participate. So as you learn from your experience, please contact me and let me know if there's a particular lesson 
you would like the phone call to be about and you would like to participate in as a guest on the call. And so uh, this way, the lessons from the front line can be from and for all of us. There's another very exciting project that I'm working on with my good friend, Asian Neiman. And the project is entitled, In the Face of Adversity. And this project is described as stories from real people facing real situations and rising to the challenges of being human. Join us as we honor the heroes within us and among us. And this is a very exciting project that we are introducing right now and will be formally introduced at uh, the uh, Burning Man um, event later this year at the, end of, at the end of August. But what we are looking for are stories from people that have faced a challenging experience in their life and they chose something other than to be a victim to it. We have uh, soon uh, a cancer survivor that will share with us. We have a gentleman whose legs were blown off in the war, and he is a avid skydiver and a active participant in life. We are looking for other stories, and what we're doing is we are going into the studio here in Sedona. We are traveling with a video camera, and we are filming people's stories. They will be on the website. They will be compilated into uh, a book. And um, this is really exciting for us. So in the faceofadversity.com is the website. Basically, it's just a placeholder page of what I've explained now. And uh, by the end of next week, we will have it set up for people to ask to participate in this. So if you know someone or if you are that person that is ready to share your story in the face of adversity, please contact me direct so we can make arrangements to, to film you and to pull this together. This project has the potential to have a huge impact um, on all the people that come into contact with it. So I want to, uh, again, thank you for the opportunity for me to, to share all of this this evening. Um, building up to this, uh, this was all very emotionally charged for me, but I did some work with crystals and essential oils and, and bringing myself to center. And I'd, I'd really like to thank uh, Maggie and Allie and Nate for your support of who I am and my process today. Um, without you, I could not have gotten through um, this call or presented what I needed to present in a way that served all of us. Uh, I am going to, it's a little bit after 7, so we've run over a little bit. I'm going to unmute the lines. If anyone would like to share anything, um, please feel free to do so. Let me go ahead. The, the lines are now unmuted, and uh, if you have something you'd like to share, this would be a good opportunity. Great call, Mark. Thank you, Eddie. I'm glad you're here. That was a very good lesson. 
live in the moment. Very good lesson. That is such a valuable one because life seems to get so busy and the distractions can be so enormous to keep us out of the moment that um, I think it's nice for us all to remind each other that uh, we have this moment and the more we are right there in it, um, the more we will get exactly what we need to out of our experience. Thank you. One of the things, this is Allie, one of the things that I really appreciate about when you're mentioning about Maya and thinking about the young people that are in my life is that they intuitively live in the moment. They intuitively discover every moment, everything, every person, every object. And somewhere along the lines, we kind of forget that intuitiveness. We kind of push that to the side thinking we have to think logically. And what I love so much about being around younger people is that it reminds me every day, every time I talk to my niece or every time that I get to spend time with Maya or any other young person is that I get to rediscover what's already in my DNA. It's already intuitive in me to live in that moment, to discover, oh my gosh, how beautiful that red rock is, the colors, the crystals, the shapes, everything about it, then rather than, oh, it's just a pebble in the road. And so it's one of the things I love most about um, you know, sharing an experience with a child is rediscovering what's intuitively already in me to live in that moment. So true. And the thing about children that, that I'm constantly reminded of, prior to having a child, I thought it was going to be about me teaching <laughs> my child. Um, and it's become quite the opposite. It's about me learning so much from her and making available what I have for her. But um, most of the time I feel like she is more of a teacher uh, than I am. I'm sure there's a balance there, but it's uh, it's funny how that's worked out. Thank you, Allie. Mark, this is Tom. I think I've got a real good uh, background story uh, for your website, your project you're working on, and uh, we'll have to get together and talk about that. Excellent, Tom. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you're on the call tonight. I've, I've taken it upon myself to uh, help people like your father who want to let go of that disease state to become whole and healthy again with this life system. It's just incredible that I can share this awesome energy with everyone that's open to it. Thank you, Tom, and I look forward to speaking with you about uh, your contribution to the these different projects and things. Awesome. Anyone Mark? else before? Yes. Hi, it's Drew. I just want to thank you again for having this on Wednesday night. It's um, a sense of community that is so good, and we all grow. And I also wanted to say I'd like to talk to you, too, about adding to uh, your new project. I I would love to, to talk to you later about that. Great, Drew, and I know your story can be so inspiring to other people, and I will look forward to you being involved. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, is a- any other pressing need for anyone to share before we close out the call? I'm good. Well, I I um, really appreciate all of you, and I have such a tremendous love for um, for how the experience works and how we're all connected, and um, it certainly is a part of um, 
what drives me to do what I do um, in a moment-to-moment basis. Uh, Please check out the website, dreamthebiggestdream.com. The phone calls, uh, this phone call will be on the site within a few hours. Um, The other phone calls are there. The video is there. Uh, Send other people to the site. Let's try and pull in as many people uh, as possible to, for all of us to share and learn and grow together. Our next call is on May 23rd. Prior to that time, we have some other events and activities, including the monthly dance parties with, that uh, Dream Team Presents puts on here in Sedona. Uh, and there'll be some, some other activities and uh, events listed on the site. So be sure to check that out. We are also actively looking for cities and venues to do workshops and seminars. Those are listed on the media kit page on the site, the uh, two different workshops that we're offering right now. Uh, If you have uh, in your community uh, a venue that would be good for a Dream the Biggest Dream uh, seminar, please contact me directly. Uh, My universe is very clear to me right now that uh, my life is about getting out there and sharing what I have to share and all of us uh, doing this together. So thank you all very much for being on the call tonight. Uh, Tremendous love and gratitude for all of you being part of my experience. And uh, I'll look forward to our call in two weeks. And until then... Consciously create your reality and have fun and share the love. Have a wonderful evening. Good night. Good night, Mark. Good night. Good night, Mark.